Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract? fine print or you finally want to get that will done legal shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iheart pplsi does not provide legal representation or advice see a plan for complete terms hi let's talk about pro plan sport pro plan sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. The Volume. This week on Prime Cuts, baby, Chad Millman, Sharper Square, John Middlecuff on the Buffalo Bills resurgence, my top takes of the week. How about them Rams? There were two games this week on the docket that I really, really liked. One of them, I talked about this on FS1, was the Rams tonight, minus uh, four, three and a half against Derek Carr and the Saints. Uh, McVay on a short week has won six of seven games. Offensive coaches on a short week can be really, really good against defensive coaches. Uh, they can do little little tweaks with their quarterback and their offense. Uh, an offensive culture, I think, always has a bit of an advantage uh, on a short week, especially if you're playing at home. And McVay is 6-1 and one in these spots, now 7-1. and one. And also, I don't think Dennis Allen's a very good coach. I, the last two weeks, I've watched McVay work Ron Rivera of the commanders commanders late game situational football was embarrassing and I thought Dennis Allen's halftime move right before half was um a swing and a miss so uh and you you know I'm I go on and on about this but McVay is having an unbelievable year if you watch all the motions and all the shifting and all the manipulation on virtually every play Saints line up they don't use motion I mean, most of the time they don't use motion. They line up. They don't put the defense in conflict. It's much easier for a defense to just line up, see what you're doing, and go. You're, the Rams are using shifts and motions and these uh, multiple sets where you've got three receivers, jumbo sets. It puts a lot of conflict and a lot of decision-making, throw in some motion. Uh, the Niners with Kyle Shanahan lead the league in motion along with Miami with an offensive coach and the Rams with an offensive coach. It is checkers and chess. And McVay, McDaniel, uh, Andy Reid, uh, Shanahan, it's a different-looking sport. I mean, it's a different-looking sport. So, and McVay's had his way, 2-0 and against defensive coach Pete Carroll, 1-0 and against Ron Rivera, 1-0 and against Dennis Allen, 2-0 and against Arizona. He lost earlier in the year when the Rams were kind of beat up to uh, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. But since Thanksgiving, Matt Stafford, 14 touchdowns, one pick, and a passer rating of over 114. And I think you know one of the things that jumps out to me 
is that uh, McVeigh and Les Snead, the GM, really work hand in hand. And that's really, really important. I remember when Jim Harbaugh was with the Niners with Trent Baalke and they couldn't stand each other. And there's some situations in the NFL where the GMs and the coaches aren't close. Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton, when they were in New Orleans, were best friends. Really matters. But, uh, you know, Les Snead and McVeigh, McVeigh's got a great sense for offense. They find Puka Nakua um, in the fifth round. And they also go get, here's a prime example of an offensive culture. So Dotson, the interior offensive lineman for the Rams, they pick him up in a trade uh, on the interior of the own line from the Steelers. Steelers weren't going to start Dotson, the guard. He's now the fourth highest rated guard in the NFL with Sean McVay. Steelers weren't going to start him. So, and I, and I go on and on about this, but it, it McVay is... Uh, the preparation, the in-game management. And I think a lot of times uh, the media beats up on coaches for some clock stuff late in games. It's fast moving. It's fluid. Nobody's perfect. But um, I'll take the offensive guys over the defensive guys every time. And I also think one of the advantages the Rams have, because they don't have good special teams. They're not a Super Bowl team, in my opinion. They're a team that can go, they'll probably end up getting into the playoffs and facing Detroit in Detroit. And I would probably take the Lions. They have more experience. They have a dominant offensive line. Jared Goff is very good at home when he gets on his spot and not rushed. And the Rams' pass rush can be a little hit and miss. Their special teams aren't good. Uh, their secondary is young, got torched over the top a couple of times tonight, first half and second half. That's what Rams' games are. But they've scored at least 27 points, I think, in four straight games. And I thought they should have beaten the Ravens. It, it was a go-either-way game. But we'd seen other teams in the NFC go out to Baltimore, Detroit and Seattle, and get smoked. The Rams went out there and went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Baltimore, a really good football team. So I just think you're looking at a Rams team that has made, over the last six weeks, they are a completely different football team. Uh, a lot of it is on offense. Their special teams weren't good early. They're not good now. Their secondary is okay. It's okay now. It's the offensive improvement. Guys have gotten healthy. Stafford's getting time to throw. Uh, Kyron Williams, the running back, small guy, but very powerful and shifty. And McVay's offense uh, is really a ball control offense. You know, you, you think McVay, you know, you think these offensive coaches, um, you know, it's big over the top plays. It really isn't with McVeigh. He was at his best when Gurley was in his prime and now Williams in his prime. That's really when he's at his best, when he can rely on a 15 to 18 carry um, running back. And also Cooper Cup's a big receiver. Puka Naku is a big receiver. He uses those highly effectively. So it is all rolling for the Rams now. Uh, they're hot. It was a coaching mismatch. They get a scheduling break and they feel like a playoff team. You know, it, it, Philadelphia, the Eagles really remind me of the Kansas City Chiefs. I still think they're a really good football team. Um, they've just had a brutal schedule. They can't catch a break. There's some fatigue. They're not very good on the back end of their defense. And they find themselves, they're going to make the playoffs because of Dallas's loss. They got a break there. They're going to make the playoffs. Um, and outside of San Francisco, I think they could win every single game. Um, I mean, I watched them play the Rams earlier this year pushed them around in Los Angeles. Uh, I've watched them play the Cowboys twice. They match up fine. Uh, Detroit, if Detroit had to go on the road to Philadelphia, I'd take Philadelphia. Jared Goff on the road, cold weather, not the same quarterback. So I, I think Philadelphia's fine. You know, it's, it's recency bias. They just lost again. They look cooked. They're not a great team. Kansas City's not a great team. I mean, Kadarius Tony, if they were a great team, wouldn't get on the field again. 
They need him. <laughs> they need Kadarius Tony. And Philadelphia, for all the misgivings about the Eagles, uh, they had this game won. Um, you know, these have been close games with Buffalo, Dallas. They got whacked, but they won a close game against Dallas earlier. They were in a close game against Buffalo. This is a good football operation. It's a good, intense football team. And I think Philadelphia is going to be fine. There are teams in this league, you know, if you have a bad CEO, the business gets worse over time. You saw that with Brandon Staley and the Chargers. They got worse every week. Uh, they opened the season nearly beating Miami, looked really interesting. And then a poorly run business gets bet. Washington, uh, the commanders with Ron Rivera, they were a viable team seven weeks ago. They just get worse, it feels like, every week. You can see some of these defensive coaches. They feel Jurassic. They're out of touch. You know, meanwhile, you've got you know, Shane Steichen taking Gardner Minshew and, and beating the Steelers. You've got Sean McVay. Uh, I think Sean McVay right now, week to week, is doing the best job of coaching in the entire league. Um, really outplayed the commanders from the very beginning. And you just saw a classic young, smart, progressive offensive head coach just getting better offensively every week. It's amazing. He takes a rookie, Puka Nakua. He takes Kyron Williams, who's now like the third best offensive player in the league behind Tyreek Hill and Christian McCaffrey. Folks, that's coaching. Coaching is getting the most out of your players. And here in Los Angeles, nobody got less than Brandon Staley and nobody gets more than Sean McVay. The job he has done this year is absolutely remarkable. He is squeezing every ounce out of a defense that's Aaron Donald and kids and an offense, which is guys mostly Stafford Cup, Tyler Higby, probably Rob Havenstein didn't play today, the right tackle, a little bit out of their prime. And then kids, Kyron Williams and Puka Nakua. It is a marvel to watch the Rams play. And I know I live in Los Angeles uh, and you're thinking, oh, Colin, you're going overboard. This team was picked to win five games in Vegas and they have an opportunity to win 10. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation presentation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to tirerack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. 
<sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, welcome in. It's the Colin Coward Podcast. You know who I am, I hope, by this point in my life. Uh, and this is John Middlecoff, Three and Out Podcast at the Volume. You see him all the time on our digital stuff, the Twitter accounts, and a former NFL scout. We start with the obvious one. Uh, I did like Buffalo to win. I do think this this league week to week, it depends on the spot you're in. I think San Francisco is unique in where their bad game is still good enough, you know, to go to Cleveland and almost win if they hit field goals. But most of the teams in this league have just bad Sundays. They're off a big win. They're eat. They're you know. They're this was a spot for Buffalo. James Cook now is becoming uh, a real part of this offense. Uh, all of a sudden, Dallas on the road falls behind. Dak's not the same quarterback behind. Are you surprised, however, how the Bills ran the ball on the Dallas defense? It, it was. I don't remember seeing the Dallas defense run defense that poor for a couple years. To me, one thing that Dallas over the last month, why a lot of us have been buying in is because of their physicality, like just their overall toughness. And today, Buffalo kicked their ass. I mean, that that, yeah. that Colin was a beatdown. And I think I, I said last week when we watched Buffalo pull that crazy game out against Kansas City, it's hard to take them seriously when all their games are like that. They were like the better version of the Chargers. They just found a way to win some of them. Uh, but yeah. today, you, you got to give them their ceiling. I mean, they have a couple wins this year. That Miami win early in the season, Miami's pretty good. That game against Dallas today, like their ceiling is pretty high. When, when they're on, obviously yeah. playing at home, the division is still open. Like the division is not set. Miami's schedule is very hard. They play Dallas, they play the Ravens, then they finish with Buffalo. Uh, you look at Buffalo's schedule at the Chargers, who mailed that thing in, the Pats, and then they finish, like we said, with Miami. I Listen, I... They've kind of reeled me back in because it, today wasn't as much about Josh Allen just going LeBron James or Steph Curry. It was more the defense annihilated McCarthy's offense. And like you said, the run game, what has Buffalo always lacked? It's like never had a running back beside Josh. Well, if you can get a guy, you don't need him to get 180 yards every game, but if you can rely on an individual to be a 100-yard-a-game guy in cold-weather games, hard not to like Buffalo and look at him a little differently after the last 60 minutes, well, right? Yeah, right. You know, I was thinking about the Steeler teams with Tomlin when Ben was in his prime is that and they had like, uh, you know, a, a Lavian Bell. Yeah. And that's what Buffalo reminds me of. They didn't win. You know, they, they got a Super Bowl. No question. A couple with Ben. But this is what Buffalo reminds me. A defensive coach, a defensive culture with a star quarterback that's about 70 percent of the offense. And they when they had the star running back kind of in his prime as uh, an, an energy, a twitchy energy player, uh, there's always Pittsburgh always had a star receiver on the outside. Uh, they draft and develop receivers better than Buffalo. But this is what this is really what they remind me of. This is a Big Ben Steeler team with a defensive coach, defensive culture that um, has enough offensive pieces to win. And I, when I watch them today, I'm like, 
not everybody peaks at the right time. Rams are a totally different team than six weeks ago. For Don't sure. even look like the same team. I mean, that's a dangerous team now. They're blowing people out. So I, do you buy my bills look like a Steeler comp, Ben, Josh Allen, defensive coach with a very, very energized running back? Yeah, don't hate it at all. And like the Pittsburgh, they're comfortable playing outside, right? And yeah. that's and look at the AFC. It's hard to know how the, the seeding is going to shake out, but they would be comfortable. We, we've seen them go on the road in Kansas City and, and play well, go on the road in Baltimore and play, yeah. right? Cleveland, Miami. no problem. Miami, no problem. They won't. They view Miami as an inferior team, right? Yeah. So you go, listen, if this team gets in there and they have a chance to run the table and get to 11-6, and six, I mean, a couple weeks ago, it felt like the building was on fire. And this is where you got to give McDermott and Josh and some of the guys internally some credit. They handled it. Uh, they kept, you know, kind of the train on the tracks. A little lucky. However you want to look at last week, it played out. They won the game. And, and today, they beat the living shit out of the Cowboys. And that was, listen... A lot of people were betting on the Bills. It's another thing to be up 30-3, to and the Cowboys struggled to get over 100 yards of offense with five minutes left to go in the game. I don't think anyone saw that. And that's kind of a rough reflection on Dallas that, you know, the Eagles, obviously the story today, changing defensive coordinators, guys are sick. They, they're working through some stuff. But how's that team going to go on the road and beat the Niners? Because I, you, you want to take Dallas seriously as this NFC contender, this team that go to the Super Bowl, and then you watch yeah. a game like today, you're like, how, how does that happen? Chad Millman, sharper square. I'm kind of on a heater. I don't want to brag about it. Oh, yeah? How much of a heater? Uh, four straight winning weeks, four and one last week. I had a little bit of an early Denver Bronco, Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, September slump, but shit is rolling downhill now. I'm like McVay and Stafford and Puka Nakua. Here's the thing. No matter how successful you are in whatever field you're in, yeah. when you're winning bets, it just like the whole day is brighter. And I say that like it, it just it doesn't matter how much you're wagering on it. You just feel good. Last week at we 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 do our podcast on Sunday nights at 7:30. Normally, I am biting fingernails and sweating until 729 yeah. because I don't know how our day is going to end because of all the games that matter so much. Last week, we were so locked in at seven o'clock. I was doing dishes because like it was like I was done. It was over and it just it felt lovely. So I'm going to take the Steelers plus two at the Bengals. Pittsburgh gets a second look at a backup quarterback. They're a desperate team. Veteran coach. Great as an underdog, they are a cornered animal. Steelers plus two, sharper square. Totally sharp. This was a two and a half. It got bumped down. Look, you have a couple of advantages. One, no Jamar Chase. Two, buying or selling very high on the Bengals, buying very low on the Steelers. Three, no DJ Reader. And that is a huge deal in the middle yeah. of the defensive line for the Bengals. Not only is he great against the, the run, He's phenomenal against the pass. So you're really going to be limiting your pass rush capabilities against Mason Rudolph. And don't think like, all right, we're going from Kenny Pickett to Mitch Trubisky to Mason Rudolph. He's They're been there. all the same. They're all the same. They're the same quarterback. And then you just mentioned the most important thing. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin as a dog, most profitable coach the past 20 years. Mike Tomlin as a dog at home, Mike Tomlin as a dog in the division, Mike Tomlin as a dog late in the year, Mike Tomlin as a dog off a loss of more than seven, like every category, it starts at 
60% and gets up to 90%. No joke yeah. against the spread. So yes, the wise guys, they're going to be on the steers. I'm not getting the best number at Pickham. I thought it was one of the bets of the year. I'll take Dallas plus one and a half at the Dolphins. I have a theory. Very good teams who are physically humiliated on big TV games come back the following week. It's not just losing. It's being humiliated, physically pushed around. And Dallas is a physical team. Miami's not. Now, I do think they generate since week five a very nice pass rush. That's a Fangio defense. But I think Dallas has something to prove. I think they were embarrassed. I think they're a good football team. I'm going to take Dallas to win by about a touchdown, plus one and a half here, sharper square. Yeah, the wise guys are on the Cowboys. This opened it two. It got, it's been bet down. Uh, there's places where it's one. Uh, you mentioned Pickham as well. Like it, it would not surprise me and some of the, the rumblings I've heard in the market from professional bettors if Dallas ended up as the favorite in this game. So I will say it's very important you get Dallas as an underdog if you like them because the trends start to work against you if they become the favorite in terms of covering. So you want to get them at the plus number. Uh, but for all the reasons you said, like there are a lot of trends that will back up the idea that when you are a team that has been blown out and then you are going on the road again as an underdog, you are the team that people should be backing. So uh, in agreement so far, two for two, Kyle Cowherd. Um, the number has been bumped up. All of our odds provided by DraftKings. I'm talking to Chad Millman, CCO Action Network. Patriots plus seven at the Broncos. Weather could be crappy. Seven's a lot of points. Denver can nickel and dime you. Um, Bailey Zappi is okay. He's not great. But my takeaway is this is a low-scoring, ugly, crappy weather game. At six, I would probably stay away. At seven, I would take New England. That's a lot of points in lousy weather. We've had huge rain through Southern California. It's all moving into the mountains. Denver, Colorado over the next two to three days. Patriots plus seven, sharper square. Sharp-ish. Like, there's a lot better games on the board. There's not a huge edge with the Patriots at plus seven. The challenge for this game is that the Broncos, prior to last week, had been living off of turnover yes. luck. That's how yeah. they were winning these games, right? And that they stuff always evens out. It always evens out, except they're playing Bailey Zappi. So what is the formula for winning for the Broncos? They're playing bad quarterbacks and getting turnovers. So what are they getting? They're getting, I would argue, Bailey Zappi is not a good quarterback. Uh, in bad weather, in altitude, in a hostile situation. This is tailor-made to be a turnover masterpiece for the Denver Broncos. Look at what happened last week with the Chiefs, right? The, the Patriots were in position to keep that game close. They come out of the locker room, Bailey Zappi, second throw. He's rolling out, throws it directly to a Chiefs defensive back. Like doesn't even, there's not even a Patriots receiver there. And that is going to happen two or three times in a game. And a couple of those times, at least one of those times, the Broncos are going to catch the ball. And that's going to be the way the game changes. I would not be comfortable betting the Patriots in this spot. I would bet the under, though. All right. One more dog. Ravens plus five and a half at the Niners. They're a bit beat up, but Harbaugh is an underdog. Uh, NFC teams facing for the first time uh, Lamar Jackson. Now, the Niners have excellent linebackers. Twitchy Fred Warner. They should be able to... Um, 
be more than competent against Lamar, but if you've never faced him and you don't have anybody in practice to duplicate it, it can be an avalanche. Five and a half is a silly number. This is a very close physical game, hard to run on the Ravens. I'm taking the points all day here. I think it's a good game. I like the Niners. Five and a half seems almost disrespectful, sharper square. Yeah, so the wise guys are on the Ravens here. I will say I'm conflicted. Uh, I'm conflicted because... A, I've got a decent-sized bet on Christian McCaffrey at 25-1 to 1 to win the MVP. And let's face it, this is this is the MVP ball, right? You got Brock Purdy at about minus 200. You got Lamar Jackson at about 3-1. to one. And depending on the book, you've got Christian McCaffrey is the third shortest odds or Dak Prescott, or Dak Prescott is third shortest and McCaffrey is fourth shortest. So in my heart of hearts, what I'm hoping for is... Christian McCaffrey is dominant and that the Niners win the game. And then the next two weeks, it's just a coronation for Christian McCaffrey. And I win my Christian McCaffrey 25 to one MVP bet. The problem is that everything you just said, Lamar Jackson against the NFC, that's not a sort of quirky statistical it's like 16 and one. anomaly. It's because there's nobody like Lamar Jackson that these NFC teams <laughs> can prepare when they are playing him. Number two, there are like some concerns. I haven't seen the injury reports from today, but look, Armstead and Hargrave on the defensive line for the Niners, when they were missing last week, the Cardinals yep. gained nearly 400 yards, right? Yep. And they kept it close. So, and we also don't know about Lenore. Is he going to be playing in the defensive backfield? When he started to play, that defensive backfield was much better. So I do think there are some concerns, but I generally think the wise guys are looking at this and saying, the public is so high on the Niners and there are reasons to be high on the Niners, right? They are undefeated when Debo Samuel and Trent Williams are playing and they are beating teams by double digits. They are a legit team. I do believe the Niners will win the Super Bowl and I do believe we will look back on this team and think it is historically great for the past generation yeah. with the combination of Kyle Shanahan, who you think this, I think this, a lot of people who cover football think this. He's a brilliant coach who has had bad injury luck and not exactly the perfect people for what is an incredible system. And I think he has that. He's had luck on his side for health. Um, but I think this week, the Ravens are probably going to be the sharp side. All right, Tampa Bay, let's go to some favorites. Minus one and a half. C.J. Beathard probably plays. Uh, Jacksonville's in a funk. Trevor Lawrence is banged up. I don't think he's been healthy in three weeks. We have to be honest about this. Uh, Baker Mayfield, with weapons and reasonable protections, the best quarterback in his division. Um, he plays with a great deal of confidence and emotion. I think he feels really good right now. Todd Bowles is letting him kind of control the offense. I know he's, they're a favorite. I tend to like dogs, but C.J. Beathard is an average, average backup. I'm going to take the buck sharper square. No real consensus on on what side is the right side here. The Bucks were two and a half point underdogs when this game opened before we had the insight on on um on Trevor Lawrence I will say what's interesting here Baker Mayfield no joke he was elite yes. against the Green Bay Packers like I think he was 21 of 28 north of 300 yards four touchdowns and all season long the wise guys have been backing the Bucks and the Bucks have been one of those teams where for Three quarters, they're amazing, but there'll be four or five <laughs> drives in the game where Mike Evans drops a ball or Baker throws a pick. And like, it just puts the game a little bit out of reach for them, but they've generally played really, really well. 
Yes. So I can't fault you for liking Baker in this spot. It's a scary spot because you're also backing Baker after he was just as good as he's ever been. I know. Um, but with CJ Beathard, yeah, you're taking a short home favorite. All right, let's go to games I want you to talk me into. So I have um, uh, two rules in life. Number one, don't do math. No winners. Number two, always take a team favored by four because the odds makers are telling you we'd rather do three. That's what we want to do. We can't. This team's better. Rams tonight. They're just better than the Saints. It'll be a coaching mismatch. Now it's down to three and a half, but at four, I thought it was a great bet. Bears minus four to four and a half. Um, I have been betting best quarterback in games, but I think Eberflus is coaching for his job. I don't think Arizona's guy's coaching for his job. I think Justin Fields is is playing for his job. Oh yeah. This is a this is a big game, a dome team going to crappy weather. Um it'll be it won't be a, a blizzard. The weather is kind of unseasonably mild in the Midwest. But I think the urgency and intensity here also. Remember last year how teams after they played the Niners, like all lost. We're not tracking it this year as much. Um, and the numbers aren't the same. But when you play, when you play San Francisco, there are repercussions. They're a really physical team. I think Arizona played spirited football. It's a really bad roster. The Bears aren't a bad roster. I want to take Chicago, sharper square. Uh square. The wise guys are on the Cardinals. The game was at four and a half. It got that down to four. I'd actually take it one step further. I don't think Eberflus is playing for his job. I think he's auditioning for his next coordinator job. I think Justin Fields is auditioning for the next team he's going to play on. I think that as, as a Bears fan, we saw what we saw last week against the Browns in that second half where Justin Fields was like seven of 19 for 60 yards and that offense was not able to execute. And at some point, that's on the quarterback and his inability to find the right receivers. And so, and on the coach for coaching a defense that gave up the game to Joe Flacco and had a 10-point lead. There's a stat that we had that we were talking about on the Favorites podcast. The Bears, I think this season, or, or maybe the last two seasons, have had 10-point leads in the fourth quarter six times. They're three and three. Everybody else in the league, the past two seasons, something like ninety-three and one. Literally, it's like a ninety-three percent cut, you know, win rate. Wow. So there's a lot of issues with that Bears team. I think that what we got in the Cardinals is a team that is just always going to be undervalued. And I don't think if you look at the market, there's going to be any professional better who says, "Oh yeah, I'm comfortable betting the Bears as more than a field goal favorite," which is why the line moved down. Also, don't forget Kyler Murray against the spread on the road, 15 and five. So you're talking about a guy who is very good at covering the spread. And by the way, he also covered it last weekend. That number um, was bouncing around. So uh, I like, I like what, um, I like what Kyler Murray can do here. All right. Finally, dumpster dive. What's something that I would probably be appalled with, but you think is pretty tasty. I'll say this. I thought about Eagles minus 12. They're bound to win. Yeah, I think, uh, look, in in any other scenario, you're looking at Raiders plus 10 against the Chiefs. You're looking at Giants plus 12 against the Eagles. I'm not going to ask you to do those things. I'm not going to do those things this week. I think there's a lot of wonkiness in, this, in those games. And I think professional bettors are sort of 
divided on really betting those numbers. They're not really looking to do it. Um, can I interest you in the uh, Atlanta Falcons minus one? Yeah, but for, by the way, McIntyre's on this. He's like, that's the sharp side this week. It is. I mean, look, that number, I bet, the, I bet Atlanta plus two and a half. And I know what I said. I said, you got to be wary of those games that bounce from the one side as the underdog is now the favorite. But the Colts are really kind of frauds. And I don't, I, like Shane Steichen, he should be getting votes for coach of the year. He's what great. he has done with that team, what he has done with Gardner Minshew, who I think had won two games as a starter before this season, like he has put them in a position. But also you got to think about the teams they've beaten during the streak that they've been on have not been very good. And now if you want to talk about a coach who is coaching for his job, you're talking about Arthur Smith. And he's putting Taylor Heineke back in there also because the Colts defense is just trash. Like they can't really stop the run. They were good before Grover Stewart went on his PED suspension. They haven't been good since. They're in the middle of transitioning that defense. It's just not a very good defense. So I think, and also the Falcons offensive line, which was really injured. They had many players who were out or questionable heading into the game against the Panthers back at home on turf. Arthur Smith going to have to be as creative as he possibly can to keep this team in the hunt. I like the Falcons here. There's one more that I like. Probably not worth your time. It's a corner TV game. Are you ready? Tennessee Titans uh, yeah. plus two and a half. Yeah, well, great. the way Seattle won, people fall in love with their, they really have some really fun young athletes, but Vrabel at home, you know, they're getting what, three? How? What is it now? Two and a half. Did it move to three? I haven't even noticed. Did it? I, it I'm may have moved to three. I'm checking right now. Um, if it did, all the better. Then go get, go get that three because that's that's the game that the wise guys love. And I know it sounds they crazy. like Tennessee plus two and a half. That's yeah. the that's they love it, love it. Why explain? Love Dude, sell on the team that just had the dramatic win in prime time by the team that just had the devastating loss. Mike Vrabel as an underdog. He's 26 and 28 straight up as an underdog, right? Like this is a guy who just wins when he is counted out and his team is not supposed to win, let alone the amount of time that he covers as an underdog. Him and Tomlin are the two guys that wise guys love to cover. They love to cover in these exact spots like to bet on in these exact spots so um yeah the wise guys are are digging themselves some tennessee titans chad millman happy holiday cco action network all odds provided by DraftKings. great talking to you buddy great seeing you too brother happy holidays to you and the entire crew the volume let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. 
So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. 